everyone, it's Carrie TV, and this week we are talking about a very hot topic that I talk about all the time that takes a lot of time and energy during a transaction and is very important. It is the request for repairs. Not just the repairs, but the process of the request, how to prepare for it as buyer or seller, what it entails, the setbacks, and the good parts about it. So stay tuned to talk about requests for repairs today during a transaction. Thrilling, right? It is, trust me, stay tuned. During a transaction, there is 14B per the contract, your inspection period process, your inspection period time frame. So during this time, a buyer can inspect, they can bring in everyone under the sun, including a homeless guy off the street. They have their time and they are allowed to have as much time per 14B, as is stated, to do their inspections. Now. For a seller, it can be a little annoying when they have 20 inspectors, but hey, they're buying a house and it's a, one of the biggest transactions of their life most often. So everyone needs to be patient during this time period. It is very difficult to get inspectors all in at the same time, but that's always the goal on both sides. So prepare yourself and be patient. Now the way it works is you have a general home inspector who comes in. So think of them like your doctor. You go see your doctor and if anything is wrong, further than the regular checkup, they refer you to a specialist, podiatrist, optometrist, etc. So the home inspector works in the same way. They do a general scope of everything at the property. If they think you need further evaluation of the roof, the heating and air conditioning unit, the sewer system, you then pay additional inspectors to come out and inspect the property. Now, some people go and do all the inspectors right away, which can be around $2,000 to $3,000 because they really want to make sure. I would never advise not doing this, of course, because inspections, buyer beware. You have to do all your inspections. The seller doesn't know everything that's going on with their home. Surprisingly, most of the time sellers didn't know when something comes up. There's a leak under the uh, kitchen sink. I didn't know that. So don't be alarmed on either side if you find something or if the buyer finds something, etc. So during this time period, it's important to know the property is sold as is. It is written in the purchase agreement, the property is sold as is. Now, the seller and buyer may elect to negotiate repairs or a credit, and that is totally fine. That's all part of the 14B contingency timeframe. Now, if a buyer submits a request for repairs to a seller, this does not eliminate their right to cancel. This does not mean that they agree to anything by sending a request. This goes along with the disclosures. So the seller disclosures that are sent out by day seven include everything and anything they know about the property. It, it also includes insurance, claims, past repairs, upgrades, things done without permits, environmental issues, anything and everything that they know about. Now, a lot of times buyers ask me, if I sign these, does that mean I'm giving up my contingency? No, not at all. And for a seller, just because you have those signed back by the buyer doesn't mean that they're accepting it. They're just acknowledging the information, which is very helpful. So the best way to submit a healthy request for repairs and the best way to give one, to present one to a seller is one that has quotes on it. So if there's mold that's found, you have the mold company come out and give a quote for air, or do a quote for the remediation, but also provide air samples to let you know that there is actually mold found. Or if there's some shingles missing from the roof or some patching that needs to be done, have a roofer come out and tell you exactly how that works. Sewer system, maybe the pipes are old or there's some roots, they need to come in, do a scope, let you know what needs to be done there, what needs to be replaced. So 
there's a lot of work that goes into these and it can be very complicated because hey you get three different chimney people out you get three different quotes for a chimney so <laughs> it's really fun it happens on every deal almost we every inspector says something different so you really got to get together whether it's yourself that's buying or with your partner and go through them all and your real estate agent and say, what are we really looking at here? What's the worst case, the best case, and the most likely cases? I always say with everything, best, worst, most likely. So the best way to have a request for repair submitted is with all the quotes and explanation. Now, what type of things do you usually request? Great question. That was my question. Not to have the ceiling scraped or repaint job or things that are cosmetic. Generally, rule of thumb is health and safety, electrical outlets that aren't grounded, or if there's mold, or if the heating is not working, things that do present a problem. There are some things like uh, balcony railings or steps that the code has changed so much that now they're not to code, even though they were like that for years. So those are some of the pushbacks you'd get. So it's important to know that really, the seller does not have to do any repairs. They might, just to keep things moving along, help with certain things that are surprising, not known to the eye or health and safety. Some sellers have insane pride of ownership and they see that report and they fix everything on it so fast and you're like, wow, thank you so much. And then others that think my house is the bomb.com, nothing's wrong with it, go do your own repairs. So you get all sides of the spectrum. It's a big rainbow of emotions and personalities when we're dealing with the request for repairs. I've said before, it's kind of like two parents that each have babies and they're arguing over whose baby is cuter. One person's like, your baby is so ugly, your baby has so many problems, and that person's like, don't talk about my baby like that. And the per that person's baby who's ugly thinks their baby's the most beautiful baby in the world. So house negotiations, requests for repairs are exactly like this. A little bit of ego involved because hey, it's your home. Like it's where you're making memories and someone's coming in and telling you there's things wrong with it. Just keep in mind, this is all part of the process and a way to have the buyers have a comfort level with what they're purchasing. Not everything on there you need to do, even if an inspector suggests it. And not everything that the sellers offer credit for, the buyer will end up doing. So it's really a matter of getting comfortable with the process, seeing the real issues of the home. Now keep in mind, the process of submitting the request for repairs does not remove a contingency. When the seller responds, they have three options. They can accept it, great. They can counter it with terms or price, or they can completely reject it. I see most often people are giving something or trying to help to move things forward. It's important to keep in mind that every report that the buyer does or inspection or quote must go to the next buyer. So that is also something that happens during the escrow process where the seller most likely will try to help with things because they know the next buyer that gets in is probably gonna want that fixed or credited for it as well. So it's very important to keep in mind. Everything gets disclosed per the contract to the next buyer. Okay, something that's really important. Okay, so we come to terms with the request. Then at that point, the items are done after contingencies are released, before escrow closes. Then you do a walkthrough or the credit is applied to the closing costs. Now keep in mind that when a seller answers, the buyer can also then accept it, reject it, or counter it. But keep in mind if the seller offers something and the buyer comes back and changes it, the seller could take away everything that they already offered. So you want to tread lightly on this and really try to be fair. I'm all about win-win scenarios 
where both the buyer and seller feel like they're coming out ahead. And then another super important factor with the request for repairs, when you're asking for repairs to be done, it is very challenging to have repairs done, check that contractor's work. You know, they're fixing a pool equipment, then you go back in and everyone's like, well, is it fixed? And you kind of stare at it like an idiot. Or you pay all the people to come back. Or one thing I suggest, besides asking for a credit, is choose your contractor or say that you need to approve the contractor and get invoices and receipts. So if you're asking for items to be done, water heater to be moved, cords to be cut, sockets to be grounded, say, I would like it done by a licensed and insured contractor and I would like to receive quotes and review their licenses or you ask for credit. It is tough when uh, sometimes these things get agreed to and guess who does the work? The seller which in a lot of cases is fine because sellers do a lot of this stuff around their home. Like my dad could build houses, my dad's amazing at everything in life. So just keep in mind that you wanna be careful going through the process to make sure that you cross your T's and dot your I's. Now request repairs is the number one reason properties usually fall out of escrow. So it's a very tricky, kind of confusing process. So I hope this video has shed a little light on how it works and how you're protected and good luck negotiating out there. Hope that was helpful today and we will see you guys next week.